0: Emperor we come for
1: we're back we're back i love our music i do too i get all jazzed up listening to it i know
0: it's good stuff it's good stuff welcome to another episode of the fusion underground this is season five episode two magic number 50 though
1: that's incredible this is the 50th recording that we've done that's pretty amazing it's amazing and almost sad makes me wonder if we have nothing else better to do (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 hmm. I don't but want to the, think about that one too long No, but the sad truth is There's a lot of other things we could be doing But out of the selflessness That we both share And the graciousness that we have in our hearts For all of our listening audience graciousness. We sacrifice of ourselves For everyone else's Tremendous body. sacrifice
0: it's Tremendous, huge. huge Well here at the Fusion Underground What we try to do is we try to make sense of the world by having principled discussions, keyword unprincipled, about such topics as entertainment, current events, politics, and culture. Our mission is to educate people to become critical thinkers so they can live more empowered and happier lives. As always, I'm your host, Manuel Ramirez, and I'm joined in the virtual studio by my co-host, the one, the only, the intrepid, the dashing and daring Jason Moret. How are you doing, brother? Oh, better now. (laughs) Better now, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I still want to know how you are, how you became an actor with your own television show
1: and all of that. Oh, yeah. You sent me some picture of some dude. Um, very dashing looking individual, I must say. Dude, he looks exactly like you. No, he does not. Dude, he looks exactly like
0: you. Yes. I don't even have the picture now. I'm trying to find it and I can't even find the picture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he does. He looks exactly. I mean, Harrow, 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 H A R R O W. Um, and it's, yeah, Drime Chroma. Uh, wow. Drime, drama. Did I really yeah. say that?
1: Yes, you did. <laughs> drama, here we are, crime, educating people to live happier and more empowered lives by having principal discussions. Yeah, and we yeah. can't even get crime drama out. <laughs> no, can't even get that out there. But the
0: dude looks exactly like
1: you. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not gonna do that. I, I. <laughs> If that's the case, then I feel very undiscovered and yeah. and underpaid. <laughs> and underpaid. <laughs>
0: yeah, because I don't know
1: what that guy makes, but I guarantee you, there's a there's a disparage in, there. Yeah, well, I can pay you less. Well, how
0: to do this? <laughs> how <laughs> that means you have to give me money to do this. <laughs> that's not going to happen. You'd yeah. be all alone. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what so uh, today's episode? We you know we got into a discussion last week about being a man, what it means to yes. actually start acting like a man. Yep, and we're going to pick gonna, that up. We're going to pick that one back up again today. Sweet. Um, we do have because there's more to talk about. Oh God, yeah. We can't cover it. We couldn't really cover it and do any justice in thirty minutes. So um, so we're going to pick that back up today. We're going to talk about some different. Pieces um, related to being a dude. Okay. Okay. Um, but we also have some stupid news. Awesome. But before we get into stupid news, have you? Uh, do you have HBO Max by
1: chance? Um, do you have to pay for that?
0: Yes, you do have to pay for that. So the answer no, would be I no. You do not. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> Um, a couple weeks ago, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League was released on HBO Max. Mm. And I was, I was going to watch it. Uh-huh. And then I quickly realized, no, I don't want to watch it. Okay. Why is that? Well, a few things. Okay. I'm a huge Justice League fan. I love the Justice League. I um, am too. But the original movie, the, the theatrical release of the movie was crap. Sure. It was utter crap and it was crap for a number of reasons. It wasn't just the storyline, but the acting was crap and the writing was crap and the dialogue was crap and the special effects were crap. And while the actors are still the same, the director is different um, and looking at the previews for it, it's gray. Every scene, every, every scene, even the scene that has color, it's still remarkably gray. Everything is gray. And I thought, It's great. With everything being gray, you can't see anything. And so it hides the CGI. It hides a lot of it. Well, and the CGI that you can see looks like crap. So I thought, (sighs) I'm not going to spend four hours of my life or however long it is. It's a long movie. It's a really long movie. Four Um, hours. Good Lord. It might even be longer than that. I'm just not going to spend that amount of time.
1: I just don't care. I I just don't care. But I wanted to see if you... Which is sad because I I was a huge, I was I well not huge Justice League I I liked the Justice League, um, uh-huh. Superman was my my and still is my favorite superhero, I mean yeah. he's Superman right? This genre it, is named after him. Hello, super. it's <laughs> super oh. being the operative word. Absolutely, no I I love, I love Superman and I like the Justice League a lot. And if you actually like the Justice League most, then I would say you hated the movies. Yeah, because yeah. and it's you know what the acting was crap, but I expect that. Um, the special effects and the CGI was kind of mind ble- or eye bleeding, but I kind of expected that too. What I didn't expect was them for to completely poo poo all over the original story and the comics that were yeah. there. I mean that that you basically just took a big dump on the foundation of your viewing audience.
0: Well, and the the worst CGI of the movies, and I don't even know if it's in the if if it's in the Snyder cut, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. But the worst CGI was Henry Cavill's upper lip, and because Henry Cavill, he filmed the movie mm-hmm. initially, and then he came back for all these extra scenes, and when he came back, he was. He was making the next movie. And I don't remember that uh, right now what the next movie was that he was making, but in the next movie, he had a beard and a mustache. And so, or maybe it was just a mustache. So what they did was they CGI'd a lip without his mustache because he couldn't shave it. He was still filming the other, yeah. the other mm-hmm. movie. And so they digitally removed his mustache and his upper lip just looked like you can, it was vis- It was noticeable. It was remarkably yeah. noticeable how terrible the cgi was i don't know if that made in the snyder cut and i really don't care i'm just glad that the snyder cut is finally here so that i can stop hearing about it so
1: you stop having to hear about it yeah 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 well and i i i didn't know what was going on but i always henry, henry Cavill's character superman looked funny in the in the justice league movies there was something about it i was just like what yeah. the heck's wrong with his face Cause I like Henry Cavill in, as Superman. It, I, I do, do too in, in um, Man of Steel. Well, oh, I, I don't agree with it. It was a good movie. I, I, it. I You can't call it a Superman movie per se. I mean, really, if you actually read the comics, you go, what the hell are they doing? But I liked it. But it was, yeah. it was an interesting and original take on a story. Yeah. Great. I thought Henry Cavill did a great job. I actually really liked him as Superman. He looked good. And I'm like, how did he look so good there and look like dog shit in the Justice League? Yeah. Hey, did you see that... Uh, did you see when...
0: Um, we didn't talk about this last week, but did you see that... Um,
1: nope, Joe missed Biden it. I fell on the stairs oh. going up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did.
0: Yeah. You know, what? what made it worse... You know, what, what made it worse was, was the white, you know, they need to hire me to do their spin control. They, they really do because they're, when they absolutely, blamed it on the
1: wind. They blamed it on the wind. <laughs> and you and, know, okay. Okay. Here's what I said. I got I got to interrupt you so you can take a minute to decompress your brain. Uh-huh. You know what? I am nowhere near 78 years old. Right. I've slipped and fallen going up the stairs. I've slipped and fallen going down the stairs. We all have. If you would have come out and said, hey, anybody ever slipped and fell down the stairs? Yep. Happens to us all. Missed his footing and he slipped. Does that? I would accept that. Yeah. And I and I would have even said, that's kind of embarrassing. You know what? Don't don't pick on the guy. Here, you know, here's but the here, here's the problem with all of that. Go ahead. They go ahead and finish your sat thought. and berated President Trump about going down the stairs and trying and making sure he was not falling yes. on his butt. That's what they, I was going to say. They went over at Joe Biden did that. Actually, Joe even pointed out, he said, you ever seen him go up and down the stairs? Yeah. Uh, watch me go up and down the stairs. Come on, like, man. I, 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 I can run around circles around him. Around him. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's karma. You freaking deserve every bit of blasting you get. Yeah.
0: It, you, you know, the, there's already, and they have to know. I know that the handlers in the Biden administration, I'm not talking about the policymakers, I'm talking about the handlers, the people that manage the president minute to minute. And they do exist. Mm-hmm. They do. If you think for a second that the president of the United States shaves himself, you, you're delusional. <laughs> you're you're delusional. The President of the United States does not shave himself. You cannot have the President of the United States accidentally nick himself and be bleeding and everything and coming out with a cut on his face. You cannot. So everything is managed. Everything about when you're President of the United States, everything is managed for you and it has to be because you have you're no longer
1: you're not an individual. You're no longer you're not the just a dude. Right.
0: You're, you're the leader of the United States of America. You're the chief executive and that means something. Okay. So the fact that I don't know who told him, who told him it's okay to bounce up the stairs because he was kind of bouncing up. You know, he had, he's like bouncing up. No, you don't. You practice with him. So to not bounce. Why? Because there's already this perception that his mind is a potato. (laughs) There's already this perception being, you know, being, perpetuated out there and it has for for a year oh, that yeah. he's got dementia and they call him dementia joe and yeah yeah he's losing his mind and of course the gas and everything reinforce that and now him falling on the stairs reinforces it and then for them to come out and say it was just the wind you mean a stiff breeze knocked him
1: over are you yeah. kidding me yeah that's and that was the worst part of the whole you know i watched that and i laughed like everybody did but and then I felt bad, and that's where I think the whole country is right now. We're we're we are we we can not even laugh at a a gaffe that the president makes. Everybody's like, "Oh, the poor man," because everybody in the country is going, he's seventy eight freaking years old. He's yeah. feeble. Nobody Don't pick on him, that's mean, but nobody, nobody has should be the, saying that. Nobody, nobody should
0: be saying, Oh man, that's
1: sad. Nobody should say that about the president of the United States. He is the walking embodiment of the United States of America. Period. That's what the president is. Like you were saying, you're not a dude anymore. No, nope. you are the walking embodiment of the United States of America in all its strengths, in all its fortitude. And if we have somebody there who's a limp-wristed houseplant with as much sentience as a houseplant, what does that say about the entire country? That's how yeah. we're viewed. Yeah, that's how we're viewed. Re- and it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. Okay. okay. Stupid news. Oh, I
0: thought that's what that was. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid news. Okay, so here's a, here's a little bit of pop trivia quiz for you. Okay. Okay. Do you know uh-huh. what the number one complication has been for COVID patients? People that have suffered the most, who have nearly died, folks who have died. Uh, the number one complication for COVID people inflicted with COVID, you know what that is? Uh, respiratory distress? Uh, yeah, but respiratory distress caused by or what? pneumonia. No, I'm getting more specific. Obesity. Pneumonia. Obesity is the number one oh, cause. Okay. Yeah. Worldwide, obesity has been the number one link between people that have struggled with COVID versus those who have not. The vast majority. Okay. That's the comorbidity. Correct. Right. Right. Okay. Correct. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're and you get COVID, well, <laughs> you know, heaven help you. I'm praying for yeah. you. Okay. So, um, so, but get a load of this. So, Uh-oh. can you, is there a food that might come to mind that you should probably not eat if you're obese? There's probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <One>. sorry. <laughs> McDonald's? Well, close one food that you should probably not eat if you are obese:
1: donuts. Donuts. Yes. Would you agree? We've referenced donuts before on this show.
0: Would you Would you agree that if you're
1: if you're a fatty fat, you should not be eating donuts? I think we should ask Cosmopolitan because they put the big chicks on the front <laughs> cover and said this is healthy. Remember, right, <laughs> right. This right. is healthy.
0: So, you should probably not eat donuts if you're fatty fat. Krispy Kreme, however, makers of donuts, Krispy Kreme will offer free donuts all year long to people with COVID 19 vaccination cards. Oh, really?
1: Yes. Now, are you thinking about getting the vaccine? I'm considering it now. <laughs> <laughs> there is a downside, however. I don't have Mm. a Krispy Kreme within 100 miles of me.
0: Yeah, your waistline is thankful for that.
1: No, no, (laughs) no. This is from... There's there's uh, a lot of other things that I'm punishing my waistline with instead of Krispy Kreme. Oh, okay. Fair
0: (laughs) enough. Fair enough. Fortune.com magazine our website, whatever, fortune.com, they have this story. It says Krispy Kreme is upping the incentives for people to get their COVID-19 vaccine. The change says it will offer a free original glazed donut to anyone who shows their vaccination card for the rest of 2021, starting today. And the offer offer is not a one-time deal. Free donuts for the rest of the year.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Customers can come in any day at any time to claim the free treat. No additional purchases necessary. Krispy Kreme says it also plans to randomly deliver donuts to healthcare workers and volunteers at vaccination centers in the the coming weeks. Now, I'm waiting for somebody to go into the Krispy Kreme. I want to know where this is going to happen. And somebody just comes in and says, give me me two dozen of your glazed donuts. Mm -hmm. Okay, sir, that'll be... No, 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 no. I have my COVID vaccine. And they say, no, you can only get one donut at a time. Say, well... I would rather than how about we just cut to the chase rather than me just getting one donut leaving, coming right back in and doing that 23 more times. How about you just give me the 24 donuts up front?
1: Well, it's only one per day, right?
0: It, it says any day customers can come in any day at any time to claim the free treat. Yeah,
1: that's going to be, that's limited to one per day. I can tell you that right now. Well,
0: if it's not, it soon will be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the chain uh-huh. is also offering employees up to four hours of paid time off to get their own shots. That's fine. That's, you know, that's cool. whatever. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the promotion is one of the few freebies for people who have gotten vaccinated, but the number is likely to grow as vaccine availability increases. No kidding. A Phoenix marijuana dispensary is offering its own incentive, free edibles to people who show their card. So not only can you run over to the dispensary, get some edibles, and, and get and, some get edibles, then get, you go, and the oh, munchies. Oh
1: my gosh, now I gotta get a donut.
0: <laughs> now I gotta get a donut.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: For Krispy Kreme, it's well, a continuation of a series of giveaways that started in 2020. Last year, the company says it gave away over 30 million donuts to healthcare workers, first responders, teachers, coaches, and graduating seniors to help keep spirits up. Well, good for them.
1: Yeah, well, that's yeah, not yeah. Hey, serving well, at all, you
0: know? Go ahead. Well, we'll no, see how that cool. uh, we'll see how that works out for them.
1: How long that lasts? I mean, it's yeah. it's very early in the year yeah well
0: you know how you know so, as well as i do that there will be people that will try to really stretch what oh, any gosh. day at any time really means
1: Hmm. yep do you have to show id you have to show your COVID vaccination va- card? no
0: just your covid vaccination card so yeah i could pass it oh, yeah. around
1: here you go get me my donut you go get me my donut right and you just stand out there and yeah fill up a right. box Um, Another thing in stupid
0: news, just just really quick before we get into the whole mail thing, Uh, you know, Congress Congress was debating making Washington, D.C. into a state. And of course, the reason if you oppose making Washington, D.C. into a state, well, the reason is because, quite frankly, you're just a racist. So now anything, if you're against anything, you're you're just a racist. So but
1: how is opposing making Washington DC into <clears throat> a state? How is that racist? Well, you know, because
0: there are a lot of blacks who live in Washington, DC. And if you oppose Washington, DC becoming made a state, then you are in favor of those black folk not having representation in congress particularly the senate and so therefore ergo you are a racist i don't make the rules man i That's don't make the rules
1: bogus they're those they have
0: representation in maryland but they don't have representation as a in the federal government hey yeah. i don't make the rules you're
1: freaking losing god damn it
0: Bill Crystal, Bill Crystal actually accidentally uh, came out in favor of war because he said that you know we should include Cuba, and he of course he of course added in there. It's like, well, Cuba once they become free, it's like, wait a minute, last time I checked, Cuba is its own country, and therefore the only way we could make Cuba part of the United States is oh,
1: I don't know, to invade it. Right. <laughs> Overthrow it, right? <Great. coughs> oh, facts, weird. <laughs> Bill
0: Oops. Crystal used to be a conservative. I don't know what happened to him. He decided um, he wasn't getting, apparently, he wanted to get uh invites to all the cool uh inside the beltway parties and uh decided to well just embrace communism. So, there you have it. Yep, if you're not with us, you're against us. Yeah, if you're not with us, you're so, against us. All right, so let's talk about being a dude okay so last week we were talking about this how do you know or how what do you do if you wake up one morning and you realize hey, i don't feel like a man go back
1: to sleep go back <laughs> <laughs> you obviously woke, woke up on the wrong side of the bed up up, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed.
0: Well, there are men who realize who kind of wake up at their 30, 35 years old or whatever, uh, maybe even 40, heaven forbid, and they realize, I don't feel like this man, This uh, um, like I'm really um, a man. And I feel like I'm this little boy still. I haven't well, been
1: accepted as a man. I mean, my, my first reaction is good for you. Now, why would and- you say that? Whoa, whoa! <laughs> I think that that shows at least some sort of self awareness and insight to recognize where you're okay.
0: at. Okay, I for that for I, that
1: I I I get it. I'm like, where did you think I was going with that? <laughs> I don't know that you're you going to applaud them or something. You got very defensive very quickly, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I thought you're going to like. Good for you. I wish I could be like that. No, not at all. I I all right. I think um you know that's uh, that shows at least some self-awareness, which I think is there has to be some honesty in looking at yourself and realizing where you're at. And I think right now there's we're not really incentivized to do that. Not just as as men, but as as human beings. We're not incentivized to actually look inside and see who we are as a developed uh, individual and see where our shortcomings are. That that takes some um, some gumption and some some initiative to be able to actually look inside and go, okay, here's where I feel um, that I have some development to do or not. <laughs> you don't you don't like that at all. <laughs> no no no, it's totally fine. No, it's totally fine. I. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my first, that would be my first thought. Well, okay, right. good for you. Then I would, I think I even mentioned this last week, I would turn that around with why do you feel that way? What What makes you come to that kind of realization or um, line of thought? What's, what are you questioning?
0: Well, many of the examples that I've seen are are men who, um, they just don't feel like, well, they feel like they are still A boy liking childlike things and not having the demeanor of an adult mature
1: man. Hmm. Well, then fix it.
0: Well, what would you, I mean, you can't just say fix it. I mean, like if you were going to advise, well, they, they don't know what that means. How, how would you become, start becoming a man? Well, fix it. Well, that would be like, you know what? My, my engine blew up and I tell you, well, my engine died and you said, well, fix it. I'm like, well, how do I do that? What if I don't, I have no idea how to even go about getting an engine fixed. Right. And then my my next question would be well, well, how do I go about getting an engine? And you might have different things. You could say, buy a book on your car, start learning how your engine works, right? You might say, tow it to a mechanic. I know a mechanic, they'll take a look at it, they'll die, blah, blah, blah. You you at least have are more likely to produce options. Of course, it's incumbent upon the me as the owner of the vehicle with the blown engine to do something to take action. But if I don't know what action to take, you're, you can't just leave it at fix it.
1: No, but this is this. So this is the point that I'm getting at. Okay. If if I say, well, fix it. You say, well, I don't know how. Well, how are we going to figure it out? So <clears throat> if you come to me and say your cars, your car's jacked up and I say, all right, well, fix it. You're like, but. I don't know how. Well, what do you know? If you your first reaction is to throw a fit and sit on your hands and pout, then you're not ready. You're obviously disingenuous about wanting to actually take ownership of your situation. If you start engaging and trying to actually figure out what's going on, now you're actually showing that you have some initiative to want to get it done. And this is what I talk about with with boys who are wanting to be men. Or, you know, men who aren't sure whether they are or not. Well, I feel like I, I'm still just a little boy. Well, then fix it. You know what? Damn it. You're right. I'm not sure how to do that, but let's, I'm going to figure this out. Okay. This is the first step, if, or at least the first step, if not the second or third, and probably a lifelong endeavor to actually go, okay, I have the power and I have the responsibility to take ownership of where I'm at. And make the necessary changes going forward. Because there's the the responsibility for us as men to produce, to provide, to be productive in our lives. That's our internal responsibility. And we have to own that. We have to actually own that and take ownership of it. And when we're challenged, we have to either figure it out, seek help, and go. But we don't blame other people. And we don't sit on our hands until a solution presents itself either.
0: So I don't don't necessarily disagree with you. mm -hmm. Uh, I would offer offer an individual a little bit more than just fix it. (laughs) Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. There was nothing wrong with that approach, and, and you know, in, in a certain degree, in a certain way of looking at the problem, I would agree with that. Right. Um, one of the other one of the other examples that I saw was somebody said, um, "Well, just start acting like a man," and I I think that one, I I kind of e- equate that yeah. to your like fix it sort of.
1: No, 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 because no, because. No, when you say just start acting like a man now that just says, well, just fake it till you make it almost you're, you're actually almost to me. That's trying to tell somebody to just pretend. And I don't know if that's the same thing is what I'm getting at.
0: I think it's somewhat related. I don't, I don't think it's the same thing, but I think it's somewhat related because there's, I think there are different ways that you can approach it. I think I think masculinity can take many different forms. and we talked about it on the show in terms of four different male archetypes, right? The king, mm-hmm. the sorcerer, and the lover and the warrior. Um, each one of those can exhibit masculinity in a very positive way. Um, but which archetype should they should they should they try to introduce? If you say if you tell somebody we'll just start acting like a man, we'll, Which one of those, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? And to say, ideally, well, all of them. Well, that's a lot for somebody to take in, right? That's that's a tremendous amount for some. And if you think about it from a person, so I think there's a difference between also who you're dealing with. I think if somebody's in their 30s or their 40s, and they're having this realization, I think you you saying, "Well, fix it" or start acting like a man. I think they have a little bit more runway to work with. Mm-hmm. they have they have a little bit more rope to hang themselves so to speak but what if somebody's like 20 21 22 years old you know they're barely a man sure they're barely an they're barely um an adult male probably not mature in any sense of the word but at least having the wherewithal to recognize wait a minute maybe i need to start making some course corrections i would offer a little bit more coaching advice to them in that regard based on so i think each person is a slightly different context sure sure
1: and you know, I'm not saying that that. So that's you ask me a direct question, I give you a direct answer. You've mm-hmm. you've known me long enough to know that's how I operate. Um, right. And I'll I'll spend another hour clarifying and rephrasing and actually you know providing some context, but um, but my answer still stands. And and I'll give you an example. And maybe it's not the best example. My my daughter comes out, something's broke, Dad. Oh blah, blah blah blah. And I'm like, Well, what are you crying about? Well, I don't know. I said, Well, fix it. If her first reaction is to throw a fit and go to her room? Well, okay, conversation's done. If she says, "Well, I don't know how." Okay, let's look at how whatever it is is broke or let's look at the problem. This is I mean, that's how I guess dialogue, especially when you're talking about going from immaturity to maturity, these are lessons that that about analyzing the problem and looking to find solutions to that problem have to occur. And I'm sure you've seen this with students that you've taught. You know, I, they've come up to you saying, I have this problem, I can't figure this out or whatever. Either they want the answer and they just want you to placate, or they actually want to understand how to achieve the answer themselves. Is that fair? Have you seen situations oh, like that? Oh, yeah. All the time. Okay. Yeah. So you can usually ascertain where, what place they're coming from within a very short period of time. And that's where I say, if somebody says, well, I don't feel like a man, well, then fix it. If their immediate reaction is to pout and run away, then I'm like, well, you're not going to fix it. And I'm not going to be able to fix it for you. Conversation is ended. There's no point in going down that road anymore. If you're actually saying, okay, I want to, let's figure out how, then we can have the further discussion. All right, well, you came to me with this. Why are you feeling this way? Why do you feel like you're still a boy trapped you know, you're still a boy. You're just in a man's body now. Why do you, you know, you've got life trying to lead you along by your belt through responsibility and adulthood. And yet you're still a 16 year old kid. What's making you feel that way? Let's take those individual things apart and start re and analyzing them from there. And I think you, you and I talked last week about, um, play, you know, there's a, there's a lot of guys shoot. excuse me, there's a lot of guys who are 30, 40 or older who still, you know, play video games. There's nothing necessarily wrong with an adult male, a man wanting to play video games. If you allow that recreation or that play to overtake your responsibility, then it becomes an adolescent-like problem. I mean, let's face it, when you were a teenager, all you wanted to do was play. You didn't have that responsibility driving you forward. As an adult, it's inverse. You should you, you most likely have a lot of responsibility and a lot of adult things that drive you on. And you need to try and make time for play. So those things are still important, and play is very important. You talked over overwhelmingly about how that reduces stress. It's actually good for your mental and and physical health, et cetera, et cetera. So there's nothing wrong with actually finding enjoyment in boyhood play, so long as it's in moderation that doesn't come to excess to override your adult responsibilities. So I take a little bit different tack on this
0: I take a little bit, I don't disagree with your whole, you know, fix it. I, I, I don't disagree with that necessarily. I, I would just take a slightly different approach and, and my approach would would be this. I, I would, I would advise anybody who comes to me and asks me that question. Well, how do I, how do I do this? Or if they, if, if let's take the person who comes to you first mm-hmm. and you tell them fix it. And then they came to me and they said, you know, I went and talked to that Jason guy and he's an asshole. Cause all he said was fix it. Right. And I don't know what that means. So I'm looking for a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would tell them is I would say, well, Jason, first of all, I think he's absolutely correct.
1: But How <laughs> would, would laugh
0: first. Well, yes, I said. would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm of like, course oh, you finally got that. it. Of course yeah. he's an
1: asshole.
0: <laughs> I could have told you I could have saved you a trip. Um, but I, I would give them slightly, a slightly different version of that, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And, and my slightly different version of that is this. Find something that gives you, find a lofty goal or purpose. And I don't mean paying the bills. I don't mean supporting, you know, just earning the money to support your family. Or I don't mean going to the school to watch your kids' performance. I mean, you're going to continue to do that. That's kind of like the understood you have to continue to do those things
1: right
0: i firmly i believe that as individuals we need we need that BHAG, that big hairy audacious goal we need something in our lives that gives us a very specific unique direction that's unique to us and as a as a result of us pursuing that then we will also create positive energy and around ourselves and around our family so, and who knows what that could be? It could mean, hey, you know what? Going to law school, for example. That's a big, hairy, audacious goal. It's going to take a lot of energy. It's going to take a lot of focus. And it's going to be, it's going to suck to travel that road. It is. You need something challenging. I think most men do. I think men need that, they need that, that something to orient themselves like that Northern star in their life, that they're going to look at it out there and say, this is going to be a challenge. This is a hurdle, but I'm going to take on the responsibility and I'm going to pursue that with every fiber of my being without neglecting my responsibilities around me. Those have, I have to keep maintaining those, but I need something to occupy my time. I think most men don't have that. And so they fill... Their lives, once they've made the money and Mm -hmm. they've paid the bills, then they, I think a lot of men are just sort of operating aimlessly. They don't really know what to do with their time. And so they fill it with going to the strip club or just playing video games or just drinking on the porch with their buddies or, you know, doing all of those things that they've done since they were kids, because even when they were kids and they were teenagers and maybe they went off to college or not, but when, whenever they were single, they didn't have purpose Mm. and direction. And so they just did enough so that they weren't hungry, did enough to have beer drinking money, did enough to get by. And then they filled it with, well, stupid crap. So when I say those big hairy, audacious goals, I'm talking about those things that, orient you in a positive direction, but give you purpose and give you meaning for being. And, and, and that's what I would, that's what I would advise somebody. I would say, what's your purpose, find that purpose and then pursue it. And then pursue that purpose. Not to the detriment of those around you, because you have to do this in a way that's going to maintain your, maintain those around you. So not to sacrifice the people around you, but, from an individual perspective, you need to have that purpose and you need to be able to pursue that because it's going to be challenging. It's going to be difficult. And the challenge is what's going to force you to start behaving like a man. You're going to react. You're going to start responding to it. And if you value that challenge and overcoming that challenge, then, and you have to make, you know, you already have to maintain your responsibilities. Then I think your natural, the natural mode of, that warrior king idea is going to start falling into play because you got, still got to maintain your responsibilities but pursue this really cool thing over here over time. Does that make sense? What do you think what do you think about that?
1: No, it's it's a very interesting interesting perspective. I mean, when you first brought that up, I thought well, that's that's a very narrow-minded goal or narrow-minded approach. And and I'm not saying that to be critical. Um, more of the contrary, it's, you know, for somebody who's saying that they don't feel like a, a man and they're lost in their own, um, boyhood, it's, it's almost, almost too lofty to actually kind of wrap your head around, but I can appreciate that having a specific goal in mind gives you an actual target, a bullseye to aim for. You have to, Um, I think you have to have something to aim for. And, and, and I can appreciate that. You know, the, the old, um, um, adage aim small miss small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of the idea. If you're aiming at a very, very, very specific point and you pursue that goal, even if you miss, if you're aiming really small, you're only going to miss by a small amount. And, and I, and I think, I think here's a big difference between men and women. I, I
0: think, I think women, um, they're wired so much differently than guys are, where I think most women don't necessarily need that big, hairy, audacious goal to keep themselves motivated and on track. I think women naturally find that, especially if they have children of their own, if they have, if they have a family, like for, for most women, I think most women will say, no, this right here is my purpose. But I think most men still need something a little bit more. They still need something out there on their horizon. Yes, they have their family. I'm not saying they're going to abandon their family or anything, but they have that uh, this other, this other star that they're following. And I think most men still need that star. Where most women are not wired that way. I think most women be like, yeah, I don't need that. I'm good, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think it's I think it's one of the reasons, one of the differences between the sexes. A woman can you know a woman can can literally have she can have let's say a very successful business she gets married wants to have kids and for her it's easy to go nope done with the business i'm going to stay at home mom i want to do i want to do these things and that's that's my purpose whereas a man might make the same decision but i think over time he'll kind of get comfortable and then start wanting something more like mm-hmm. where as women i don't think women are wired that way i could be completely wrong but that's just my perception. And that's, I, that's why I think the wiring between men and women, and I think it's one of the reasons why I think men end up having these you know, uh, midlife crises, for example. They're like, this yep. can't be all there is. Or it could be why, I think it's also lends to why men, uh, some men will may cheat, for example. They may think, well, I need mm-hmm. something to pursue, right? There's always this sense of pursuit you know, that, that hunter warrior kind of activity that's wired deep within our animal brains and you need something that is, that is galvanizing your focus and energy and driving towards something.
1: No, I, and, and it's funny as you're sitting here talking about it, I absolutely, men don't sit still. We we are just, we're balls of, of nervous energy. If we're working towards a goal, we can focus on that one point and we can push really hard to get there. Yeah. But once we get there, we have to stop and go, wait, where am I? And turn around and look. Right. And go, well, now what? Right. Um, we, don't get, we don't usually relish in the moment because we have to be pointed at something. Right. Um, and ladies out there, have you ever talked to your husband while he's looking at something else? I guarantee you he's not hearing most of what you're saying. Correct. It's not his fault. We can't focus on two things at once. Impossible. We have, so more to your point, I think you're, I think you might be onto something in we have to have a hill to climb. We have to have a wall to leap. We have to have a tree to to reach the top of some sort of peak that we have to have a goal, a lofty goal, like you said, in mind, in a challenge to overcome. We have to have that. And as soon as we have that, we can go, yeah, I did it. We relished in that. And there's, there's great satisfaction and an internal peace and harmony, which lasts for about three minutes. And yeah. we got to find out what our next thing is going to be.
0: Right. And and I think that can be twisted. So um,
1: there there is a
0: difference. I think some men, what they'll do is they'll replace that by, I need to make more money. I need mm-hmm. to find a way to, I need the next promotion or I need to sell this idea so that I can make more money. I think I think there are men, and I think there are a lot of men in our society, who replace that sense of purpose and focus. They, they intuit it. They intuit that they need something like that. But they interpret it as, how do I make more? And there's a downfall to that. Because then you're never happy. Because there's a lot of people get into that into the mode where okay I got the big promotion and then they realize well this was it like i made more money but my expenses increased so i didn't right. really get ahead and because because 9 times out of 10 people's expenses increase commensurate with the amount of money that they make correct so if you're going after more money constantly then you're forgetting everything around you. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something that brings you that is fulfilling and probably only for you, mm-hmm. you know, in turn, And that's why there are men who they will build a car from scratch or right. they will build a house from scratch. Like they, they, they orient themselves and that can be very uplifting for their families even. And they can bond with their families, they can teach their sons and daughters how to actually do electric, you know, electric, you know, put the electrical wiring in there, put the piping, you know, the plumbing, all that kind of stuff. But I think men need those kinds of things to pursue.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm literally looking at a project half done, right next to me right now. Um, And it's a, a furniture project. Well, I finally got to work on it um, this last weekend, and guess what? My daughter was right here next to me painting. Sure, yeah, <laughs> and that was so that was awesome. And yeah. she wants to help; she wants to be a part of that. And it's one project at a time. But those, I can't tell you how gratifying it is and has been for me to be focused on this small project. I sure. mean, it's it could be daunting at times, but you just take it a step at a time and before you know it it'll be done and i'll be looking for something else to do
0: right well and and there's so much that you that you encounter when you're doing something like that mm-hmm. you you have to you have to make decisions men we no. love to have to make decisions we relish in that. Well, if there's a decision to make, get a, get a couple of dudes together, man. And they, oh my God, they're going to tell you all <laughs> kinds of reasons what you should or shouldn't do and uh-huh. all, all that kind of stuff, right? They're going to have all kinds of theories and workable theories even. Yep. We love to sit there and make decisions, but we also love to to solve problems. We see decision-making as problem-solving. And so when you have those, those BHAGs that you're pursuing, you're going to be fraught with all kinds of of challenges that have to be overcome and you have to figure out how to overcome them. So that gives you another sense of purpose of how do I deal with this, this disruption and move through it and, and conquer it. Right. right. And then when you, when you climb that hill, like Sisyphus rolling his boulder, there's a sense of victory that's there that, oh, that yeah. men relish. There's that sense of being able, you know. I mean, yeah, we, we went to the moon, and what's
1: the first thing we did? We planted a freaking flag on it and said, ah, it's mine, mine. <laughs> you know. I think of uh, um, Tom Hanks and Castaway, look what I have created, yeah, yeah, I have made fire, yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> bangs his chest, right? I mean, that's and it's not like he's doing it for anyone else, he's out there no. completely by himself, right. You send two guys,
0: you send two dudes to the moon. What do they do? They claim it for themselves and their country by sticking a pole in it with a flag on it. You send yep. two women to land on the moon. What do they will probably do? They probably hug.
1: I I don't want to get into that. But I will say <laughs> the two guys who get on the moon, what do they do? Argue about who found it first.
0: Damn uh, straight. I right. put
1: my my foot down there first. That's mine. Hey hate you, Neil. You wouldn't have yeah. got here if I wouldn't have flown your butt all the way out here. It's not the point. I stepped on it first. It's mine. <laughs> that's just that's just the that's the way we're built. Yeah, that's the that's the way we're built. It, so keeps, that's us, an it keeps us interesting. It's an interesting perspective actually for um, young men looking to actually, I guess cross that threshold into manliness is to what is your lofty goal that is going to define you as a person? Yeah. And where are you at in pursuing it? Well, I haven't, well then fix it. Then fix it, fix it. Find something
0: that you can direct your attention toward that you can focus on that gives you purpose. And, and I think that's how you go about fixing it Mm -hmm. and it forces you to, it forces you to align to that. Um, and, and you have to make decisions. You have to act. You actually have to take action. You have to solve problems. And, and I think, uh, I think that's that's a way to overcome that problem. Otherwise you just fill it with empty useful
1: useless sure. crap. You fill it with crap. Nope. So That's uh, interesting. That's that's a perspective I hadn't really um hadn't really thought about. So thank you for that. You're welcome. All right. Wow, well, you, you even educated me to live happier wow. more empowered lives. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Fusion Underground. As always, you can find all of our stuff out at FusionUnderground.net. Send us hate mail, at contact at FusionUnderground.net. For Jason Moret, I'm Manuel Ramirez. You've been listening to Fusion Underground. Have a good night. Peace, Word late.